0: Welcome to Outside Perspective, folks. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Let's jump right into things, a couple housekeeping things. Please subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already. Also, leave a rating and review. All of these things help the podcast immensely, and I cannot thank you guys enough. All right, this episode is brought to you by my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to JumboCBD.com and check out all of their products. They specialize in CBD and THC products. However, if you're not in the great state of California, you can only get their CBD products. If you are in California, which I know quite a few of my listeners are, go check out one of your local dispensaries and see if they are carrying the uh, Jumbo spray with the THC. For the rest of us, we can go online to jombocbd.com and we can get their CBD products. Now, what is CBD? CBD is one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. However, don't worry. This one is not conscious altering. You will not get high. Because of that, you will also not fail a drug test. This is not what they are testing for whenever they are testing for cannabis. No worries there. But what you will experience is a ton of benefits. CBD. The cannabis plant in general, but CBD is an adaptogen. What does that mean? It means it helps put the body in homeostasis. The body is constantly fighting to be in homeostasis, meaning it's trying to find that balance so that way you can operate at your maximum capacity. Because of that, people who are in poor health tend to feel like they're better than they really are because the body does such a good job of regulating itself and being able to function day to day. But if you implement CBD into your life, I guarantee you you will see benefits. It has amazing anti-inflammatory properties, which is the root cause of so many uh, autoimmune disorders. It has the ability to help with sleep and mood regulation. It's an amazing compound. I use CBD every day. I love Jumbo's muscle bomb. It makes me feel phenomenal. I've been putting it on my fingers and my shoulders and just any sore muscle after jujitsu. My fucking, my neck is actually kind of cranked from rolling the other day. So I've been using it and it's it's made me feel a million times better. Um, Go over to JomboCBD.com. Check out all of their products. Use the code OUTSIDE at checkout and you will save 20% off your entire order. One more time. You can save 20% off your entire order. ...by using the code OUTSIDE when you check out. So go to jombocbd.com and look at all of their amazing products. My guest today is very near and dear to my heart. I sit down with Mike Rogers. Mike is, uh, at least in this city, in in the MMA community, he needs no introduction. But uh, he's just uh, an amazing guy. He's helped so many fighters get their starts and make it to the next level make it to the highest level in the game that being the UFC Bellator uh he's he's been in the corner of of some of the best in the world and uh it was a pleasure to sit down with him and a little story uh how I met Mike I I walked into his gym and we talk about it some on the podcast but it was just a one-room gym here in St. Charles Missouri and uh I didn't have any money to train, to be honest with you. I I was, uh, I think this was 2000, the beginning of 2009, I do believe. And, uh, you know, I had my son, I'm finishing up school, I'm working full time. I wanted to compete. I wanted to chase this dream of being a professional fighter and making it to the next level. At this point, I had already had, I believe, three amateur fights and I had my fourth one scheduled I think I had my fourth amateur fight like my very first week or two at the gym so I was still on my own for that one so my first four fights I was an independent fighter I had no coaching no training uh at a gym it was just me working my ass off uh in the you know just lifting weights and and being in the best shape that I possibly could and I went and uh yeah I competed my first four amateur fights I uh, went 4-0, and and then I stepped into St. Charles MMA, and that's when I realized how much I did not know, which I knew I, I knew I didn't know shit because that's why I needed to go train at a gym. Now, I say all that to say this. I had no money to train, but Mike found it in his heart to still let me train and, and earn my gym fees by doing chores, man, so... I uh, I remember the very first month I fucking I cut grass and pulled weeds and trimmed hedges and uh, just completely cleaned up the whole lot uh, of all trash and whatnot to pay for my fees and then from there I would clean the bathroom every month um, or every week I'd clean the bathroom and uh, yeah man that's how I that's how I took care of my gym fees in the beginning so I I definitely. I'm very appreciative for the opportunity to learn and to grow and to be at the gym and train um, with so many savages. And, uh, yeah, man, I feel like that's probably a, a similar story that a lot of people may have. I mean, Mike has helped countless people make it. He's let people live in the gym. I can remember waking up early and uh, before I had to go to class, he would uh, open the gym up for me so I could get backgrounds in. And I can remember us all piling in his, and we talk about this on the podcast too. But us all piling in his, his old, uh, his old Cadillac, and and driving everywhere. And and we were like, I mean, we we're real family then. It was not not to say that you know the gym isn't the family now, but it was way different then. It was much smaller. Uh, we had fewer fighters everybody was amateur so that created some sort of camaraderie and uh yeah man it was good times so i really enjoyed just sitting down with mike and shooting the shit and uh learning more about his story so i think you guys are going to enjoy it as well um here we go guys mike rogers All right, Mike Rogers. Here we go. Yeah, I always feel like a pilot whenever I put these on. How are you today, sir? I'm good. We're finally doing this. Uh,
1: um, I think put, the, been putting it off.
0: I know. I think the plan was episode 50, right? I, did you just throw out a number
1: that you thought was far away? I don't know. I don't remember. I just <laughs> you know, I, I I have a tendency to to talk too much and say. So, I didn't want to say anything too stupid. So, listen to you guys a little bit and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, you listen to me enough. I say enough stupid stuff all the time, I'm sure. (laughs) Not, Not too bad. Not too bad. All right, sir. So, I'm so fascinated by your just background and like intro to fighting because you're almost like the godfather of like
1: the <laughs> of the area in mma right so well i i actually got into it because steve berger was my friend uh-huh he was my neighbor growing up and uh he just was like hey you're gonna go do this yeah like, so i i wrestled in high school college i got see, it see it was i got him into wrestling okay um he he wasn't much. Of, he didn't. He was didn't take the wrestling. Really, he wasn't the best wrestler. He wasn't a great athlete. So that's it's fo- just a. He's a great fighter. He's a he's well. He's a tough guy. Super but, tough. But he's he wasn't a good athlete. Yeah. So, but he was. So I wrestled my whole life, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, college is over. You're gonna come. We're best friends." I mean, like. We were just Since that was it. Kids. That was my buddy. You're we from South together. City, St. Louis, or South, South County?
0: South County. South County, St. Louis. Where'd you Where'd you wrestle at in high school? Oakville. Oakville. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They still have a pretty
1: good wrestling was, program. No, out there. they're terrible. Are they? They're so bad. <laughs> They've been terrible for a long time. But at the time, I was there. I was lucky. I had I coached. Uh, my coach is Rocky Streb, and he is. He is. Uh, he was one of the best coaches. Now yeah. he's a AD at, at CBC. So okay, and they won the last two state titles. Yeah, they have so, a sick team. He's He's an unbelievable coach, so okay. I learned a lot from him. He was – in fact, I would say that everything that we do at SCMA, like not everything, but when you put together – when I put together practices in my, my head or if I – you know, it's basically from things that – the way he did it. Yeah. Not the way my college coaches did it or not the way that any of my other – any my little league, whatever. This – it was basically off from him. He right. Was, Definitely. Yeah,
0: high school coaches can have such a a big impact. I remember my high school wrestling coach, and like I still hear
1: his head, like his voice in my yeah. head all the time. <laughs> my he was brutal. My my he was brutal to me. He was he was uh, he was a great technical coach, but he was he was brutal on my on my ego, man. He really? Was, yeah. There's <laughs> a video of him. I gotta put it up online someday. It's just like you suck. I don't know because he had a he had something like these headphones, like you know in the nineties early nineties. 90, in time, 89, 90 He uh-huh. the, and he would have somebody videotape, and it was connected to the to the giant camcorder up in the stands, and he'd be telling you what you were doing wrong, yeah, and what you were doing right during but, practice or matches.
0: Matches, okay. And
1: basically, the whole time it was what you were doing wrong. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> it was you sucked, Is Rogers. You- I can't believe you're doing. <laughs> you suck. I can't believe. And then all of a sudden, I pen the guy. And I, oh, that was good. <laughs> but he was. But he had. He definitely had. I mean. He definitely knew what he was. Sa- his critique was right. Yeah, you know, he wasn't just saying, he wasn't just putting, he wasn't just saying it to say it. He he knew what he was talking about. He right. still does, I'm sure. He's
0: he just like focused on like the the bad necessar- not necessarily yeah. like the good stuff.
1: You're slow. You're you know
0: just <laughs> 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 you're all like it. Grand- just all kinds of. That's <clears throat> funny. I I talk to myself like that all the time. I'm like Adam, you got to do more. You're slacking. You're slacking. You're not doing enough. <laughs> Maybe that's just like uh, I don't know. This, this weird thing
1: that certain people have in their head. So he just verbalized it to you guys. He was a great coach. He was. Uh, I learned a lot from him. You yeah. know, I learned some things that I would never do to my to my fighters. Now, yeah, I would never like be, but a lot of things. I mean, ninety percent of what I learned, what I got from him is just great. He right. Was a, he's a good guy. He was a good guy. He was a. He drove us down to. He drove us places. He he cared. Yeah. We. I had great coaches. I had great coaches all through. I had great high school, little league coach, guy named Dwight Dickinson. His son is a wrestling coach at Kirkwood now. Then in high school, I had a great coach. In college, I had uh, Larry Kristoff and Booker Bedford. Larry Kristoff was like a 20 time national wrestling champion, oh, four time Olympian. He made Dan Gable carry his bags. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know, it's that's a, a huge about, deal. I think that he he didn't really make him carry his bags. The, I think it was the year before Gable was on the Olympic team. He was an alternate, or yeah. he was there, and they had to carry all the right the guys that were on the team. Shit, I guess. I right. Wow. You know, I don't know the whole story, but but yeah. still, just to be around that yeah. type of coach. Yeah, and and Booker Bedford. He's he was unbelievable. High my college coach. He was. So you, how many times did you place in high school? Just once. Okay. Yeah, I had a mental. I was. Uh, I think I just fought, I wrestled. I was better. I mean, my junior year, I beat. 3A state champion i beat the 4A state champion i beat everybody when i got to the state i was nervous and oh. i should crap my pants yeah which you know that was my own I, I wasn't a great athlete i was but i could beat these i could beat these guys and i did beat them i just didn't beat them at the right time
0: yeah <laughs> you know that happens there was a guy that i wrestled in high school his name was zach arnold he's he's jaden cox's older brother I know, actually I, I know him because you know, know Zach he's a welder, yeah yep. he is a welder, yeah, and he was just so good, and uh I think he placed as like a sophomore and a junior, but his senior year he got to uh he got to state and just well, I don't know well it's his
1: his uh, it might be his dad or his brother, probably his brother phil arnold he was he wrestled at Mizzou. yeah he was a monster
0: that whole family is just a bunch of monsters I guess
1: you know, I don't know him personally, yeah know of them I know Zach because you introduced me to him We brought him
0: to the gym. Yeah, yeah, Zach was at the gym. Yeah. You know, Zach stopped by the gym whenever. Do you remember when we had that thing for Tyron at the very first gym when he signed for Strike Force? We had that big barbecue and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, he
1: was trying he was selling shirts. Yeah. Tyron was selling shirts to yeah. make a little money.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was
1: a big deal at the time cuz Strike Force was uh was a huge show still. Strike Force was so much fun yeah. to watch, you know. I got I, I I bucked up and paid for showtime because of Strike Force. Oh, really? Whenever there, I think it was Gracie versus uh Sh- Shamrock. Yep, I remember that. That was great. I mean, it would, didn't end up being the best, the great fight that we hoped, but I mean, it yeah. got me watching the show.
0: Yeah, it's better than what, like Bellator is doing now. where they put all these washed up fighters, I don't know. Out they, there, I don't know.
1: I I like that. Do you? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't put. They're trying to get people to watch the show, and that's yeah. That's what's it's good for us. You know, they, they're they try to make it a show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They have a, a boxing on one side, or kickboxing on one side, MMA on the other side. They do a lot of f- they try to make it fun. They do That's try to make try it to fun. They, they bring in names that people know. Yeah. They they try to make it fun and they sign people that they think are going to be future they're going to be good before they're good. Yeah. They do some of that. That's pretty cool how they'll build up a fighter. Oh, yeah. I'll never talk shit on Bellator. I like All Bellator. All my people live for, work for Bellator. They love That's Bellator. I I, even if I, ha- I don't have anything bad to say about them. But if I did, I wouldn't say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think they're great. I, I have an issue with um, fighters taking fights after like way after their prime. Not even on belt. So that Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fight. Yeah. Like, why is Chuck Liddell fighting? He has so much brain injury. Obviously, yeah. he needs the money.
1: I don't know. You know, I don't know them at all. Yeah. So I would be – I have no idea. I didn't. I stopped in 2004 before I made any money, so I don't know. I don't know why – I mean, maybe he just wanted to do it again. That's true, man. You know, you get older, you want to be like, all right, you know, I think I still got it. I want to get that one more shot. I want to get in the ring for f- – Yeah. I want to do it. You, you ever know? feel like that? Yeah. I when I think about it, I think well, I'm not in very good shape. <laughs> I don't think it'd be a good idea. Sometimes I think I should do IBJJF. You know, yeah, I should do some of those, and I think I probably will in the future. But, um, you know, it's just a, it's just a matter of of uh, you know putting down the cookies.
0: Yeah, man, trying to uh, you know just have that that training camp and get yeah. into shape.
1: Well, I I don't think you need in jujitsu. I don't think you need a – train. Everybody thinks you need a train. You don't even for fighters. A lot of them they don't need training camps. They train. That's what they. That's what they do. They live it. Yeah, they just So what do you need a training camp for? You. You could be like Kelly D'Angelo right now. I mean, I could tell. I she's a, a people know her. she's very good. One hundred and five pound atom weight, and Evicta. She could. She can't get anybody to take a fight with her. But she could she could be ready. I yeah. don't know if she's mentally. Maybe you need that to get mentally ready, but she's physically ready right now. Right. Yeah, she's always training. Right. She's ready. Yeah, if you're a lot tra- of people like that.
0: Yeah, if you train all the time and you're able to stay healthy, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you need a long training camp at all. If I
1: mean, it's just well, like you said, it's just mental. If it's like, course. hey, I need to get this training camp in so I can be ready to fight, and sometimes. That training camp breaks you down and crushes you so bad that you you fight like crap anyway. Yeah, man. People overtrain a lot. There's so much to do, though. There's a lot to cover, man. There is a lot to cover. It's not just boxing or not just wrestling. It's not just, you know, you got to do all of it. You got to figure it all out,
0: Yeah. That was one of the the great things that um, you always made us do as amateurs, right? You always made us do everything. We had to to do boxing. We had to do jujitsu. We did MMA. Well, as an
1: amateur, I think it's a... You know, there's no other way. You're forced to, like, you're forced to, like, take that punch. Yeah. You can't dive at his legs. Right. I remember when I boxed, I was like, oh, if I could just take this guy down and <laughs> smash his face. <laughs> he has no wrestling. <laughs> just make but, life yeah. so much easier. But it just, it forces you, you know, you have to do it. So, if it's not just boxing, and you have to, and you get that adrenaline, it's it's different than taking a punch in practice, you know? Oh, yeah. So, you get you got the adrenaline of getting in the ring as an amateur, and you only have to think about one thing. You're thinking about punching the guy and not getting punched. Yeah. You know, you think thinking about just all the things you have to do to win. You know, and and you can concentrate on that. Right. And then it becomes come second nature, and then you can just move on to the next thing. Right. Of course, you never. You're always going to have to keep doing it. You have always have to practice it. Right. People think people get you know pissed off. Oh, I'm do you have to? Why am I doing this? I already know how to do this. Well, you have to do it because your body. You need to get that muscle memory. You need yeah. to keep doing it. You need to do it till your, shit. You do it till your ninety. You know, at least, and then you still got the motor skills to do it. The right. People, uh, people live to be hundred. They do. They do things. They're creatures of habit. Right. You know, they're drill. They yeah. Drill every day. Drill their footwork. Drill out, whatever the hell they do. hmm They're drilling
0: it. Yeah. You, every day. You lose your timing if you don't. Right. Ben Askren talks about that a lot because um, people ask him, well, why do you still wrestle so much? He's like. Because that's what I'm really good at. Like, why would I, why would I take away from my wrestling to focus on some of these other things more? Right.
1: It doesn't mean you can't focus on those other things, but right. Why get work if you're really if you're that much better at somebody, at something, you should probably, you know, use it. Yeah. Still keep that shot <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, like Damian Maya, he should have someone someone in his camp decided to tell him he was a kickboxer, and he is a good kickboxer, but maybe the best jiu-jitsu player in the UFC. Yeah. You know. Uh, why, why not take the guy down and submit him? Right, yeah. You know, there's thousands and thousands of fans that want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know. And it works. Right.
0: Yeah. That's what uh, Kron Gracie just did.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, he's way behind the ball in striking, right? Yeah. So, why is he going to – he's going to become a striker in the UFC? No. No. He's not. <laughs> he's going to be what his family's been for, you know, what the great gift he, that their family gave to us, you know, jiu-jitsu. He's going to – He's not carry that flag into the cage, right? Did you see that little?
0: Um, there was a video that they put up. It was his fight, um, and then right below it was like an old Gracie uh, instructional video, and it was exactly the same thing. It was like that. Oh, I didn't see that. It was like a little kick at the leg, and right. then Douche went for a punch. He ducked it, went to that body lock, took him down. It was verbatim the exact same thing. Well, they like got something super to prove. Old video.
1: They have something to prove. Yeah. You know that they're the they're still the best martial arts. Yeah. You know that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're right. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the best. You can't – I don't care what anybody says. You know, being a wrestler my whole life, all this sort of thing. You know, when you hear somebody say, oh, wrestling is the most important for MMA. Okay, maybe. Maybe for five – three fives, maybe wrestling so that you can decide whether you're standing up or on the ground. But if you can only know one thing, it's jiu-jitsu. And you can be proven over and over and over in the 90s. Yeah. You know, if you only knew kung fu, you are getting – pummeled yeah you know if you only knew wrestling you're getting submitted right you know because you're equal on the feet right you know you're if you know nothing on the feet and the jiu-jitsu guy knows nothing on the feet the wrestler's gonna tackle you down Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna submit them right if you can only know one thing and 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 if and let's say you know a bunch of stuff you know you know how to strike you know but you're losing what's the most important thing to survive uh what do you mean just, I mean, if you're oh, – let's say it, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in an MMA fight or if you're on the street, what's the most important thing? To survive. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Well, you don't survive – you're not going to survive giving your backup. No. If you don't know the guard. If you're not going to survive if you're, you know, just laying there while the guy's mounted over the top of you, punching your face. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, essentially all fights, especially in the, like, if you're just out in the streets, they all end up on the ground.
1: Yeah, I mean – it's it's less than it used to be i think because yeah. people have learned how to wrestle and do striking but at the very at, but at the thing is if you can only know one yeah if you, that we don't we're lucky we don't have to only know one that's true we can we can know everything but if you did have to know one if you only could train one thing it would be brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah
0: 100% i think is is one of the most important skills especially for like young girls growing up
1: yeah, just just learn how to protect yourself i mean my daughter she's decide, she's you know, not going to do this, you know. She's not going to do wrestling. She's not going to do jiu-jitsu, but she's going to. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's go- going to. She- my wife's on board. My wife's on board with it. She's like, no, you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's a gift. Like, I got, you can give your kids gifts, but I don't have a bunch of money to give my kids gifts with. I don't have, I can give my kids a gift of jiu-jitsu that they can give to their kids. They can. Yeah. It's a, it's that's a. priceless. It's almost. Yeah. That's priceless. priceless. I Absolutely. mean, that's something that
0: nobody can ever take away from right. them. And that's so, something that could save their life. And you're going to accept this gift, <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yes, you will. Yeah, man. I think it's been uh, two years now that uh, AJ and Addison have been doing jujitsu, and um, I know they haven't liked it the whole way. More AJ has more so than Addison, but uh, just they'll be happy, happy when they're f- 20. 100. percent They'll be happy. Yeah, 100. percent So when did
1: you start boxing? Because you started wrestling in kids club, right? As I think a young age. I was age? like 26. Okay. I started jiu-jitsu when I was 24, so I graduated college. Where'd you go to school? SIUE. Okay. And uh, after nationals, after season ended, I went to uh, – so that's when Steve Burger's like, hey – you need to, you know, he looked up in the yellow pages because we went because he was a huge fight fan. He would always be like, uh, you know, let's watch this Chuck Norris movie. Let's go, let's watch Rambo. You know, he was like <laughs> that was him. You know, he and was I so I just it. kind of followed behind him. Like, okay, well, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm I'm not as as interested as you, but yeah, you know, I'm not not interested. Let's watch it. you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I think he's like. And we were hanging out every day, you know, so he's like, All right, I started this jujitsu club. I mean at this jujitsu club it was Voggies. Okay. And uh, So Burger you know, found Voggy. Burger found Voggy. Okay. And uh, he drove me over there. And uh, I remember I went in there and I was like, Okay, I'm a pretty good wrestler, you know, and I did I I, I went in there humble. I didn't come in there like I'm gonna kick somebody's butt or anything. I just yeah. went in and uh, I remember getting submitted by Rodrigo. like I would I was, nobody else submit me, you know, but Arrigo submit me like, I don't know. I I can't tell you how many times, but I can tell you this. When I got done, I said, are you making this stuff up as you go? Like, are these moves that, (laughs) like, how could I have wrestled my whole life and I don't know what the hell's going on here? You just straightened my arm out like 10 times. You choked me. Like, did you make this stuff up? Yeah. I remember asking, I'm, I'm like just flabbergasted. He didn't know English very well. Buddy, come back tomorrow. <laughs> He's he not answer any questions from me. Oh my goodness, yeah. where was he at? Where's his gym at at this time? He was in he was in in Baldwin in St. Louis, uh, off of Manchester on one forty one, basically. Okay, because
0: I thought maybe So did he have like an actual gym? I th- I thought maybe I heard stories that um, it was in his basement.
1: No, I think before I met him, he was in. I think he was working with Jay Damato. Okay. You know, Jay Damato had started CMMA. Oh yeah. Or he was CM, I think he was CMA. I don't know. I don't know. Too but that was before me. Oh, you know, okay. That was before me, which would have been like a year before me. Okay, okay. Because you know? yeah, he moved here in 96, so I started in 97.
0: Okay, Is it, it, so he started, okay, I thought Rodrigo started in 97. So he started training as soon as he got here. Yeah, the people,
1: so there was a few people that are still around that were before me. One, Todd Fox was there before me, Steve Berger. And then uh, like guys like Brian Gidry and Hal showed up a little after me. But we all, you know, we all started within months. Yeah. Oh, each man. each other, so. It's like that, that original core. Yeah. It's nice. You know, it's nice to have those friends still. It's amazing. You know, Steve left, but the the original group is still around and the people from Omaha, and I know I can count. It's nice to have that. You know, the, these are friend, real friends. Yeah. Like, you they're know? family at this point. Yeah. They, they'll, you know, if, if I need something, I can call them. Yeah. You know, and it's not a, and they don't, like, question me, like, what do you need? Like, I don't, we don't call each other a lot and ask for things but right but did, if you did it would we'll be like yeah, okay i'll help you whatever yeah that's the that's
0: the beauty of jujitsu i found like I've, I've found that it's just such a really good community and um, you can just connect not with everybody but some of those people that you really connect with it, it becomes
1: like a brotherhood or you know it's it a family is. well you, our first group and i remember getting a tattoo and i was like oh god i got a tattoo was you that know, your but, very first tattoo yeah but this is we're talking about you know not even 97, like tattoos were still kind of a little bit like. A little fringe then. Yeah, taboo. Yeah, I mean, people were like, you can't get a tattoo if you want a job. You're going to be, you'll never get a job. <laughs> you'll lose your whole life. Yeah. You can't eat, the, if you don't eat meat, you can't eat your pudding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this, yeah. So I remember getting that tattoo and we all went together. It was uh, Steve Berger, Todd Fox, Brian Guidry, Hal, Odrigo, and I think uh, some of the guys in Omaha maybe. Yeah. Got it right after us. Whose idea was that? I think Todd Fox. Okay. I don't remember for sure. You I remember? I got mine. It was on the inside of the arm, and I got mine up a little high, so you couldn't see it with the shirt on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what so puss fu- I was.
0: That's so funny. And then now, I mean, it's just like what Now we got
1: guys with tattoos on their face yeah. at the gym, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any di- I mean, tattoos are kind of mainstream. And-
0: yeah, it's a different world that we live in. So when you were boxing, you boxed at uh, at North County. Mm-hmm, for Jim Howe? Yeah. Uh, I, had, I know we did
1: uh, – what was it? I think we did weigh-ins there one year for... Uh, the Golden Gloves, they Cold do. Gloves. He's the head of Golden Gloves. So okay. It's every year there. But yeah. he wasn't the head when I was When, you when were... I was fighting Golden Gloves. Yeah. So now, yeah. That so thing's a dungeon, was, man. It's gone. It's done. Is it not so, there anymore? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it was. It was. I posted a video of it when it was closed, and I went there and took a video of it and posted it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's at St. He's, he's up there. He's, like, I don't know how old he is. He's gotten up there a little bit, and he's he's doing a couple he can't drive at night he said so he just goes a couple of days to st Charles, and then frank uh has another gym they're at a community center
0: okay so yeah that place when we walked in there it reminded me of uh the old rocky movie i can't remember if it was uh three maybe it was three yeah. where uh where apollo trained rocky
1: was that three yeah We're at, in in los angeles i think yeah I think it was so. it was like that you know it's not that big though it was smaller yeah yeah, it was it was crazy back then because, you know, I never had anybody train me for a fight. I never once had a coach for a fight. I never had. It was just like you go, like I would go to, I'd go, I would get, I was a school teacher. Uh-huh. So I would get off work. If I coached high school wrestling or football, then I would drive to the boxing gym and then I'd spar. And then I'd go to jiu-jitsu or I'd go to, when I coached at Merrimack College with Merkatani. I go there and then I drive to jujitsu, but nobody put it together. It was like high school wrestling style. Hey, uh, you know, boxing, no kicks, or high school wrestling or jujitsu straight with no, with a gi on. Yeah. You know, everything was, there was no, I never had a coach. I mean, I had coaches, never had an MMA coach. Right. Even Rodrigo was just like, yeah, you do jujitsu here. He doesn't have like a jujitsu MMA program.
0: Yeah. MMA was
1: barely even a thing then. Yeah, and so, well, there there was like Miletic, they had all, everywhere else that I fought, they just trained MMA. But oh, they really? were, it wasn't like an MMA, people had MMA gyms. Right. They trained at the. well, Miletic did. He was way ahead of everybody. He was
0: way ahead of his time. And then
1: uh, the Lions then had something. Yeah, I remember that Miletic
0: camp, that was like the big deal for the longest time. I mean, they had Robbie Lawler, and obviously Pat Miletic
1: was still training a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that they can. Well, they had Pat Militich. He was the yeah. UFC champion. He would have been champion for longer if he didn't have a student that was going to be champion. Yeah. He would have been cha- He lost to it Carlos seems- Newton. I was there. He lost to Carlos Newton. He was kicking Carlos Newton's – from what I remember, I haven't watched it since. kicking his ass just the whole time and then got submitted.
0: Should've Jiu-Jitsu, had- baby. Yeah, he should have had Jiu-Jitsu. That's, right. That's what I thought. Should have you know, had like it.
1: Sampo, you know, he was losing – he was, he was f- fighting Alexis Vila, who was – you know uh, Olympic champion and yeah. a world champion and prime to go to the UFC at the time. Yeah, and and he was lo- he was losing. He won one round it was five rounds. The fifth round, like a minute left, he chokes him. Yeah. I mean, God, you can't beat th- I mean, jiu-jitsu is like people sleep on their jiu-jitsu but yeah. I don't know that's not really the conversation, now, is it? and it's true
0: though. I mean, I think about it. I was uh I was in a fight with uh can't think of his name, Manny something or other. And it was second round, and I was on bottom, and I was losing that round, and I, my eye was full and shut, and I hit him with an arm bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, saves lives, wins fights. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you were um, in college. Were you an All American in college, right? Yeah, my senior year. And then you uh, you went on to uh, to coach. So, you coached at Merrimack, but you also coached at McClure, McClure. North or Core.
1: just McClure. M- McClure, rather. Regular McClure. Yeah. Famous people from McClure, like uh, Michael McDonald from uh doobie brothers i don't know who that is you you would know his voice okay <laughs> <laughs> if you heard it you have to look, I have to look, him, have to up. look him up yeah, yeah i have to look and, him up and then uh then uh, yeah sort of tyron was there yeah so, you know. yeah so you've been coaching for a really long time yeah what, what drove you to coaching because i love my co- i think because i love my coaches in high school it's like man this is and i want and i like doing i liked wrestling and i liked being around it and yeah and football too, but not, I hate, I don't like football anymore really, but I couldn't say I hate it, but yeah, it's just, uh, wasn't, it's not for me, but wrestling, you know, I just had such great experiences with my coaches and yeah, you know, experiences with my teammates. I was like, man, I want to do this, you know, and I, to me being a coach, like, I think it's weird that people call people like coaches, coaches, like the ultimate name for me. It's like the ultimate, like you say someone, you're, someone says you're his coach and that's a big deal. Yeah, That's yeah. Me. It takes a lot of trust to yeah. to
0: to like build that relationship and it feels really good to help somebody else like accomplish their right. goals. You've done that time and time again. Trying. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> what were the uh what were the early days of MMA like in the city? St. Louis. Oh I mean
1: We should you should get Steve on this and I could talk about it with him. But like we started off a guy named Brian Madden started it pretty much in St. Louis and there was Jermaine and Jermaine Andre, and yeah. Like Scott Ventimiglia and uh Joe, something or another. I can't. CJ Fernandez over, and then there was us at Voggies and he would, and he just would just call us like, "Hey, you guys should fight, so we could do these shows," you know. And yeah. Like, oh, okay, we'll do a, we'll do the fight. Yeah. You know, and he was the one that really started it MMA in St. Louis. A guy named Brian Brian Madden. Okay. And then. uh yeah, sh- where do you have shows at? In Illinois. In Missouri they didn't allow it. Oh, really? It wasn't allowed. In Illinois, you couldn't punch in the face. You could only punch you can punch in the face standing up, but not on the ground. It was weird. Huh. But then I I fought in Minnesota. There was zero rules. Like no fighting. No no rules at all. <laughs> Knees to the face on the ground, you no know, elbows. It was pride style. And so the, it it You didn't know if we didn't know anything. We didn't know what we were doing. We're gonna get in the ring and fight. We don't know what (laughs) we're doing. You know, throw punches or take the guy down, and uh, you're like, "We're here. We're here to fight, but we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what this other person has. There was no internet either. It wasn't like yeah, you could uh, you know find out about these shows up in certain places and and go to them. It was uh, all by you know telephone." Yeah, just somebody just called Rodrigo up and was like, "Hey, you guys want to come Nobody up?" Nobody called Rodrigo up. They just called us. Oh, Rodrigo's, called you, you know, he's never been. Like, he's a in, he's a, a gr- incredible. He's a great guy. He's never been like a manager type guy or yeah. like a, you know that's not his thing. You okay. Know, he's not. You know, he's he's a, he's who he is. He's, yeah, he just he runs his business. He runs. He, has, he runs a, a coach. business. He takes care of us. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. But he's not. He's not an MMA not like a guy. You know? Yeah. He's just a jujitsu. He's a jujitsu guy. Absolutely. So. so how did they find out about you guys then? Like uh Brian found out I don't know. Uh that's like I said, we should probably talk to Steve. Because oh, okay. like Steve Steve would know. I I don't remember Steve introduced me to these people mostly. Okay. You yeah. know? I was I'm always I'm never the he's way more outgoing talking just... to people and stuff and he'd be like, Hey Mike, we're going over here. You're gonna fight in this show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, let's fight. He signed you up for <laughs> a lot of stuff, didn't he? <laughs> sign me up for fights on the streets, sign me up for fights, at the, at the, all, all kinds of stuff, you know. <laughs> You're going to do this. Oh, we're going to, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have to sit down with Steve. He's, uh, I mean,
1: he's had a hell of a journey for sure. Yeah. Well, he's had, he hasn't had an easy life, man. He's had a hard life. Yeah, yeah, full of fights. Well, not just that. It's just people don't know. Like, he's had a, you know, it wasn't easy for him growing up. I mean, he's he has had, uh, you know, my, he, he come out good but like he had a hard life growing up if he wants to talk about that he can talk to you about it but right but uh yeah he's he didn't have it the easiest i had a much easier childhood than he did Mm. we were neighbors yeah that's interesting right i mean how two households can be completely different he had good parents that's not but it's just uh his mom was in a car accident and uh, she was quadriplegic and basically in fourth grade when i met him and then whenever uh Basically, he had to take care of her, his till he was like a few years ago when she passed away. Oh, like he was, he had to grow up really. He was fast. a nurse. Oh, really? As a ten year, as a 15, 12 year old, yeah, eleven year old, he was a nurse. Yeah, he was. You know, he would do. He did all that stuff. His dad, his dad took care of her. He took care of her. He yeah, was in, I mean, you know, That's can probably, you go out? No, I have to. My, my my dad has to go to work. I have to be the nurse. Yeah, I mean that 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 encompasses everything of being a nurse. As a quadriplegic, you know, someone can't do anything. Right. She can move one arm. Yeah. You know, the news. you have to – she can't walk. You have to do everything. That is – just think about it. You have to do everything. Right.
0: Not easy. No, not at all. That's probably why he made such a, um, like, a good coach and, uh, like,
1: friend as far as just, like, taking care of people. I don't know, man. No? I don't know what the deal – I don't know about that. I just know that – I know his life wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, and so – Now, you –
0: um. Did you fight Dan Severin or uh, no, were you supposed I you f-
1: supposed to fight him? And then back then they, people did works. Yeah. You know, people that do works and, and I, I fought, um, uh, Travis Fulton and I, I knocked Travis Fulton out. And then, um, the next show was, was a, uh, guy named Randy Greenman did shows. He's another interesting guy. He, he was murdered by a biker gang. Oh shit. Yeah. And they anyway. So he I think I, think he, I remember this. He story. funded uh, he fu- I think he funded a lot of his fights through sales of of uh illegal stuff dr- narcotics drugs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so but anyway he had he had set this fight up. He paid. He would pay. Well at the WANs, Dan Severn sees sees Travis and Travis is like no he asked if that was a work. He figured it was a work. And Travis like no it wasn't a work. And the next day, he didn't show up. Really? Not that he was scared to fight me. I just think he probably wasn't ready to fight. Yeah, like a real fight. When you say work, like it was. Um, I mean, it was like uh, like a WWE.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah. Like, Back like, then, WWE. It was staged. It was all staged. Yeah. Man, that's a shame. So, if I recall right, did they want you to fight Dan, and uh,
1: they wanted it to be staged, and you said no? No. No. No, they didn't, no, no, Randy didn't do that. I I don't know where they did that stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe a different st- – I don't know of any per- – personally know of any stage fights. I know they did them.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought – and that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I thought maybe I had heard that um, Dan Severn wanted you to take a fall and, like, you said no. No. So that's why the fight didn't happen.
1: No, no, no. I don't
0: know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man, so you're on the scene in the early days. So you stopped fighting in 2004, you said? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that's not too far. After I mean, I think I walked into the gym in two thousand. Probably eight, nine. Nine. eight or nine. One of the two, the end of eight, beginning we of nine. Started seven, so. Yeah, somewhere around there. So yeah, that wasn't you weren't too far removed from your your career at that point. Yeah, probably not. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, what made you want to start a gym, right? Because so you at that point you were done coaching as far as at schools and right and. You yeah, st-
1: I don't remember why I did that. I I just I guess I I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to work for myself and I have no idea, man. Yeah, this is like, like uh, <laughs> probably uh, maybe wasn't the best idea to ever. It was it, it's right now it is a great idea. I'm Twelve years later, it, but it's it was rough. It has not been easy. I don't right. know why I decided to do it. And I decided to be a jiu-jitsu coach. I was like, it's going to be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym. And then we all know Rodrigo is not a Brazilian MMA gym. So all of his fighters, all everybody that wanted to be a fighter from his gym, just came directly to our gym. Right. You know, they just showed up. You know, like, hey, Oruga said that you're gonna teach MMA. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. I am. I will teach teach it, but it wasn't gonna be my focus. You know, and you know, then, but everybody showed up. It was like Lance Benoist, Ashley Cummins, Matt Ricehouse, Bobby Russell. Bobby didn't come from over there. Oh, okay. These guys came from Rodrigo. So oh, those I got those you. three guys came from over there. Oh, well, two guys and a girl. Yeah. And they came from over there, like, hey Ashley was hard because like there was no little there was she was you really young and yeah. not big and not particularly a- athletic, just pretty tough. And so getting people to it's much easier now for females than it was then. Even yeah. in the, even in the gym, much easier.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. I mean, the sports grown so much. Yeah. And um even if there aren't like a lot of other uh women in the like in the gym, there's usually some smaller guys that they could train with. Yeah. But back then, I mean, there weren't a ton of people probably walking into the gym at at first. Not our gym. <laughs> yeah, I man, I remember that gym. I remember the first time I walked in there. I was nervous myself. Yeah. Um because I was still I don't know. I think it's still my my last year at Lindenwood and Sampo was up there training. And um, I think uh, at that time, I guess, you were probably getting quite a few people walking in from Lindenwood. Um, or a
1: few, anyway. Are, fi- are people from Sample and Alp. Well, only people that really, from there, that have stuck in. Stuck is oh, you, yeah. you, Sample and Alp. They, they're the ones that, that have done. Yeah, probably. The rest like, of them, like, well, Jason Moreno, he was really good, but he didn't, you know, he would not take it too seriously.
0: Right. I remember Johnny. Well, I Johnny think, Rodriguez. Yeah.
1: And he. You know, like, same thing. He didn't, it wasn't, he moved it back to California.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I man, but I remember walking in there. It's just one room. I think there was uh three bags in the room, I do believe. And uh, that was it. I think a weight rack.
1: Yeah, we had, yeah, we had a weight rack in the bathroom. Yeah, we had, well, shower. yeah, off to the
0: side, yeah, there was, the, there was, like, a couch and, like, a shower and bathroom mm-hmm. and stuff there. But, like, the actual training, it was uh, a lot of good times in that place.
1: Yeah, we there was a lot of good fighters that came through there. I mean, they still do, like. Still do a lot of them, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was we had a lot of good, we had better, we had so many. I don't know, we had a lot of good fighters, man. And, uh, it kind of just went to shit. <laughs> but then, you know, now it's better than, now it's much better than, it. yeah. Those were different times, though, because everybody was
0: amateur, right? There was no, there play. wasn't
1: even pro in Missouri, so yeah, at the time. So, uh, it was hard to get fights. Yeah, there, there wasn't any, it wasn't as big as it is now.
0: Right, I remember one time we all, um, I think it was like me and uh, EJ and Kirk Huff, maybe a couple other people or at least one other person. We all piled in your blue catalog that you had at the time, <laughs> and we drove down to uh, Ironton, Missouri, yeah. out in the middle. Did, of a, no- did a boxing match. Did a boxing match yeah. out
1: there, yeah, just out in the middle of nowhere. It was Rice House. Hmm. It was you, Rice House, EJ. And there was somebody else because it's five of us. Kirk Huff, for Kirk, sure. Kirk. Yeah. Then Kirk, yeah. Yeah. That's a good group. Oh, you know what? Lance was there too. Lance probably drove on his own. Did he? Yeah. Either way, we were all piled I The only reason I know Matt is because we had a we were in a really long traffic jam because of the DWI checkpoint, mm-hmm. like forever, because we had to drive him. Let's remember where we were <laughs> dropping him off at.
0: Yeah. Man. Yeah. I just remember driving to that place. I'm just like, well, where are we going? We're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. We. But that's what you had to do back then.
1: Yeah. It's what you have to do now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what helped create like that sense of family, right? I mean, yeah. we all did those things. We drove, drove to Ironton, drove to Sullivan, down,
1: down to Rolla. The old school Cage Champs days. Yeah, we're still doing that though. We're still going to Cage Champs, and are still going to. I mean, yeah. every I'm probably gone thirty weekends of the year. Yeah, you're traveling all the time. Just going to different places because St. Louis is hard to get fights, and yeah, uh, I, hopefully I'll change, but. Yeah. Do you have any
0: shows that you like better than others? I don't want to put you on the spot and, like, put anybody down. But, uh, like, I don't. I don't have any. I just. Or any uh, that stick out?
1: No. I want the, I want whatever's best for the fighter. Yeah. So I don't care where they fight as long as it's best for them. Yeah. You know, I, it's more like matchups because I don't even, if we go out of town, a lot of times I don't even know the name of the show. you know i don't you know it's just kind of like yeah i remember the name what what's the name of what was that show down there i don't know yeah they all blend together yeah i know you know i know the st louis ones now but i didn't even know what the name of nemesis was for for, i didn't yeah i was like what i don't know Dude, they come (laughs) and go
0: right all the time it's just so what are you gonna do how do you keep up with them um i mean obviously shamrock's around for a really long time but uh was so was K's champs before Shamrock or kind of around the same time? Did they kind of start around the same time? Do you remember?
1: Shamrock was first. Shamrock was first. Shamrock was doing kickboxing matches. So Shamrock was basically Jesse Fenney was doing shows, kickboxing shows in St. Louis while we were doing MMA shows in Illinois. Oh, okay. So he didn't do. He didn't get into MMA right away. Mm-hmm. So he would. They were kickboxers. All kick, they were really good. Yeah. So, but they were just kickboxers only. And now I think they he doesn't coach anymore. I don't know. But they were good. Yeah. But they didn't do MMA. Yeah. But the, uh, Brian Madden and, and Randy Greenman, they are basically, Brian Madden's the first one. And then Randy Greenman was probably a couple years after.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Well, so for the folks listening who don't know, because I'm going to toot your own because you're just so modest whenever you, like, talk about all the people who've come to the gym. I mean, you've produced so many high-level fighters out of our gym. Um, I mean we mentioned like Josh Sampo went to the UFC. Lance Benoit went to the UFC. How old was Lance? Like twenty one when he was in the UFC? Yeah. Yeah. I mean and you wouldn't even let him go pro until
1: he was twenty one, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any to put him in the fights and wanted him to get good. He was he's the best fighter we've ever had. I'm not, I'm amazing not saying that, that I'm not saying he's the best fighter. I don't know he's the best fighter, but damn, he was good. You he know, was he was so better tough. than he's better than Tyrant, he was better than I mean, I don't know. He's mentally tough he he uh he fa- he fell asleep before a fight one time we went to, we were he was fighting eric irvin and who's a good fighter yeah and uh we're all nervous and we're getting ready for a fight we're all there and then uh we walk- it was in our building and we walked out to the to the cage and we're like where the hell's lance at <laughs> he was sleeping man he was sleeping i walked in there there was nobody left in the whole warm up area just him laying in the thing. Laying on the mats. That's so funny. Sleep and then he crushed. Yeah. Eric and I'm Eric's a good fighter. I'm not. I'm just saying what happened. That's, That's just how it. good he was though. Oh man, he crushed the guys in the UFC and then he won. He won a fight of the night in the UFC and then his dad, his brother passed away. Yeah. And, and that It was went downhill. Of, yeah. It went. Everything went to shit. His brother died. It's his twin brother and uh, even though he didn't train right anymore and everything, he still won. I felt like he won. The fights that he lost, I felt like they could have went his way. Right. Definitely the the fight in, in Florida. I think that the judges sucked on that. They just he won the four minutes of a round, and then lost the last minute every time. So yeah. it just shows you like the, how you finish the round is so important. It's so but, important how you finish. But he was so good. He was he was, and we've had great guys, but he was probably just so he was unbelievable. He was definitely something special at such a young age. Yeah, right? he could just throw. He could beat you everywhere everywhere man he cr- you've trained with him I've trained with him. I love training
0: with him yeah man his jujitsu was great I yeah. his striking was great he was just he was just like the
1: definition of a fighter yeah. but then he he tore both of his labrums in his shoulders and pulled both of his labrums in his hip yeah like, you know he's done body fell apart yeah there was
0: I wish I was there for the story but uh there was I heard the story where he uh he was warming up hitting pads before a fight and then his opponent just walked off yeah just left <laughs> i
1: remember that i don't remember exactly what happened there but i do remember that <laughs> i remember that happening yeah that's <laughs> that's a scary dude man He was a stone cold killer right i don't blame the guy for leaving yeah i mean he probably would have got nowadays at that time off. i was probably like, damn man i need to get this kid a fight so he could build his record up yeah but i don't remember if I, I don't remember if the guy was good or if it was pro or amateur i remember that happened
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Uh, also, another time it was I think before a pro fight, he got split. Right, he got a cut over his face.
1: Yeah, I wasn't hit even by there. A door. I wasn't there for that because I was at a art show. Yeah, he was at it was at Finney's card, and the they were in Lumiere, and he was standing by the door, and the and uh, one of the officials opened the door and it hit him in the head and cut his head. Yeah. So he had to get by. He, f- he still fought. I yeah, he still won. Yeah. He was good, man. Yeah, man. Some guys that. The, yeah, those guys, uh, the first group was really good. This group we got now is just as good. They're just, hopefully, we, and there's more opportunity for them, so. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully yeah, I man, we got, we got a good group now for
0: sure. Um, but, man, that group back then was just so good. I mean, EJ, EJ Brooks, I mean, he's yeah. still fighting, obviously, but. Uh during that time, that's whenever he really went on that tear
1: in Bellator. Well yeah, well now he's on a tear. Yeah, he's even yeah, yeah. Now he's way better than he was back then. Yeah. He's really good now. He's he's really opened his game up and uh now he's on a tear. I yeah. think he'll he's he's getting a little older so he's gotta make this time work. But you know, and and he's he's coaching high school wrestling, so he, three or four months pretty much go to nothing. Yeah because you, just you're all coaching. Re- yeah. But he's he's gotten really – he's still good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've mentioned Tyron a few times, but I want to talk about it because I think it's important for people to know that he started at our gym and he won't give that credit out there. Yeah, it pisses Todd Fox off. Yeah. <laughs> Todd hates him. It, it does piss people off because especially when you go on – and, like, I don't have anything against Tyron. I think – I mean, I like Tyron. Um, but I feel like credit should be given where it's – Well, in.
1: he's he's a, a businessman. So, he's he's – the kid that I, I mean, I coached, I coached him in high school, right? Yeah, you coached him so in high school. The kid that I knew in high school, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just, uh, it was a, it, to me, it's a sad situation, but it's just, it is what it is now. I don't, yeah, really have, a, you know, he, he I, yeah,
0: yeah, but he, I, I mean, I remember, I can remember, uh, whenever I walked into the gym, I remember training with Tyron at that time a little bit, right. and he was splitting time between our gym and American Top yeah, Team. Yeah, well.
1: I made him whole paths for you that day. You, yeah, you, you always you used to throw punches kind of like in a wrestler stance. I said, "Man, go over there and help Adam out." I remember he fixed you, and like, like that—that that was the last time you. You may not remember. That was the last time you punched like in a wrestling <laughs> stance. He's—he's he's smart. He's super smart. He's but really good. You know, he—he he came to me after col- after college, and he's like, "Hey, I want to be a fighter. So show me the way." And I'm like, "Okay." He came into the gym with the purple belt, and I was like. And, but he didn't even know how to do an arm bar. So, they, first of all, you put the white belt on. Yeah. You know, put a white belt on and learn how to do jiu-jitsu. So, he had done that. And he had, he went back and he was with us for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, Made him fight amateur and yeah, you know, did then make him do boxing and went pro. I think he was 8-0 when he left. But he left. as a. I call. A, I had a friend named Derek. I still have a friend named Derek. He's still a great friend of mine. But Derek uh, is a personal trainer and... He's in like a, an elite area, personal training place called the Edge Fitness. Yeah, right around the corner Fit, from here. I'm sorry, Fitness, Fitness Edge. Fitness Edge. Yeah, I think they're it's right around the corner. Yeah, they're right here. Yeah. Well, uh, I th- I called him and said, look, I got this kid. He doesn't have any money. Um, he graduated college, but, you know, he could get a job, but he just doesn't have any money. Can you? What do you think about training him? You know, and then when he makes – because I think he can be the champion. Uh, you know, then he starts paying you. He's like, yeah, I want to do it, cause you know he was an athlete too. He trained jiu-jitsu with us, and yeah, and so he started doing that. And in this place, all the rich people in St. Louis are there, like the elites. Yeah, you know, so he met a he met a group a sandstone group. I think they own this apartment complex, cause oh, I yeah. saw a, a truck when I came in here. He met this one of the sandstone brothers, and they're like, hey, you know, you should uh, open your own gym up. I'll fund it, you know. So he got this funding for this gym from this guy, and he came to me and he says, "Look, I want you to close St. Charles MMA, and you could be my head coach at my gym instead." Oh. No, I'm like, uh, eh, that's all right. I'll pass on that." You know, and I was really, I I I'll say pass on it. I was, I was, I probably said it in different words. <laughs> different words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, and and him leaving really sucked. But really sucked the worst was whenever he. He called all you guys, and tried to get you to go to his gym, which I don't know if he called you. He never called me. He called up Alp and all these guys that are good. All the good fighters, not yeah. you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he And all the he was ones. trying to get them to go to his gym and, and yeah. leave, and Labosco was the only one that left. But, yeah. you know, maybe at the time you were in, you were in Texas. I think I probably was in Texas when that happened. So, because he would have called you, guaranteed. Mm. He called everybody up and tried to get him to leave. And I'm like, man, after all this, I've driven him to all these shows. I tried to get him the ultimate. I tried to get him on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Got him signed up with Strike Force. You know, pretty much got him to a point where he knew jujitsu. Yeah. I'm the first person to help pass from him. Nobody mm. ever taught. Him. I helped pass from him so much. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, uh, they got this rich guy gonna buy me a gym. Uh, you want to come over here and close yours down? Oh. No, I don't want to do that. And then, uh, you know, to call everybody up and say, "Hey, you know, I, you should leave Mike because I can get you on Strike Force. I can get, I know all these people. I can get you all these fights, you know, and try and get everybody out." I thought that was just, uh, you know, and and nowadays I don't expect him to say anything because he never has. You know, he didn't even hardly. He never has given any kind yeah. of credit. You know, I, mean, I work remember, with him more than anybody remember, that I've ever worked with. Yeah, dude. I remember
0: one time at the at the original gym, I came in, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but um, it was literally it was just me, Tyron, and Lance. And we were just sparring in there. Had a rough day, huh? I did have a rough day. <laughs> dude, I did have a rough day. Was I there? You weren't there. It was huh? just it was just yeah. us three. And yeah. it might have been like a Friday or something. I don't know what was going on, but I showed up and it was them two in there. I'm like, sweet. And yeah, I did have a rough day, man. They uh yeah. they put it on me. It was a good time, that's how you get better. Yeah.
1: Well he, he did uh after he won the title, the UFC he, he sent me a text like the next morning and it just said thanks. There was nothing else. Nothing like, Hey man, what's up? Just a big just a thank you thanks. That really? was it. Yeah, and then uh then he called me up and he took me to lunch and that was it. I haven't seen him since really?
0: Yeah, man, hopefully there's like no animosity there, um after the time but i just i just wish that um like when he went on joe rogan like he, he wouldn't say stuff like i i had no coach yeah that's just, just like like, he had no, he's, like that's what gets me like you had a coach for sure Yeah, coach for a long time <laughs> yeah buddy you, you you drained your coach i mean there's plenty of video of you in his in every corner yeah. right in all of his corners i mean how many times you've been in the ufc corner i don't know i oh, didn't coach so mean, him
1: in ufc though just strike force
0: yeah so but you're there for all through strike force days
1: i was the there for I was there during his high school, and then I was – I remember taking him to a show. I, I take take him to watch, I think, me fight at Pops. Oh, really? Okay, Pops. You know what Pops is, yeah, right? Yeah, over on the east side. The, the bar that never closes? Yeah. Like, he was 16. I took him to Pops. <laughs> you know, I told his mom. She's like, you can go. Don't, don't worry about it. I trust you, Mike. You know? And yeah. So, I t- I d- I picked him up, and I drove him over there. I'm like, you can do this, man. You can do this, and you can be the champion someday. Yeah. And – uh so I took him over to Pops. It was funny because it uh, was a there was a lot of big name guys over on that show at Pops that night. Yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember the guy's name that was there that was so surprised from Maryland. The guy that that has Alliance uh, jiu oh uh, Lloyd Irvin. Okay, Lloyd Irvin, not Alliance jiu but he's in, anyway. Lloyd Irvin was there for that one. I remember in, meeting Lloyd Irvin there. I have to look him up. I'm not very good with names. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a big-time jiu-jitsu
0: guy. Okay, okay. So. When we were at Worlds um, last year, Tracy had to point out all the
1: big-time jiu-jitsu people to me. Right, I don't know yeah. who they are either. He's anymore, like, that's
0: huh? Cyborg, and that's such and such. And that's, I'm
1: just like, oh, shit, these people are – let me get some pictures. I don't know who you are, but let me get a picture. I, I don't know. I know who Lloyd Irvin is because he's been in the news a lot, and he's had a lot of – he's got a lot of students. And yeah. He's a really self-promoter.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, Very nice to me whenever I see him.
0: He's nice. Speaking, I just had this thought. Speaking of old guys, um, Dean Lister. Did you fight Dean Lister? No. Okay.
1: No. I, I, me and Steve went to. We went to San Diego one time, and I, I don't know. Everybody, people talk. Steve Berger tells people this, too. And so I was like. Uh, we went. We it was. Uh, um, Fabio Santos gym. Okay. And I got to. I got to roll with him, and I got to roll with Jacko Willick. Oh, Jacko Willick. And and that and, and then me and Steve. Well, that's it. Me, me, Steve, and those two. Oh wow! Got to roll. It must have been a good time. It was cool. I, it was. Uh, I think that I would have enjoyed it more now. You know, at the time it was just two guys. I didn't just know two him. guys. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, uh, Dean Dean Lister. I knew who he was because I saw him at the Hicks and Grace tournament. Right. So and he crushed everybody there. Yeah, so. Jocko wasn't anybody at that time though. As far as he his, was a Navy SEAL. He was a Navy so SEAL. So I was like, man, this guy's a Navy SEAL. He's, you know, I gotta have. I yeah, mean, he's cool. You know, what I mean. Oh yeah, I mean, you're for Navy SEAL, man. I think still you're cool. badass.
0: Oh, I do too. Yeah, but he so. just wasn't so well known like he is now, right? I mean, He, right. he, he was books and podcasts
1: and everybody knows who he is now. But then right. he was very. He was because back th- I mean back then, if you went to somebody's gym and to roll, it wasn't like now. It was more of like your gym storming if you're doing that. Back then, it wasn't as open as it is now. Oh, really? And that's kind of like how we kind of still are. I don't know. Yeah, but that old school gang mentality. Yeah, but the thing, but Rodrigo was a, our instructor. Rodrigo Vaghi, was an instructor at the Gracie, original Gracie Maita gym, where Fabio Santos was also, and they were both under Hickson mm-hmm. at the time. So it was they were very cordial to us and super yeah. nice, and that they were still they're really good nice people
0: right so. yeah man i would love to go out there and uh get beat up by some of those guys yeah you do fine <laughs> it's just, yeah I'm sure it's, i yeah. would yeah um yeah rodrigo's been here for a really long time i want to sit down with him um because that's just so interesting to think about you know like the origins because i mean hickson only has
1: so many black belts and we have one of them right here in st louis yeah yeah i rodrigo trained with hickson until he's a brown belt. Oh, really? So he was actually a, a instructor. Rodrigo was actually one of the instructors at the academy. So um, the, the original Gracie Matai Academy. And then Hickson moved to United States, and Rodrigo was still in Brazil, and he got his black belt with some really good, like, Salo from Hoyler. Okay. But they're all together, you know. Right. Who well, you gave – who gave who what i don't right. know. right, yeah, but I know, I know that he that Hickson was in Los Angeles,
0: right? when did you get your black belt in two thousand nine two thousand nine okay, so a couple years after you had started the gym, yeah, okay, okay, and you've always um you've always just got like two or three stripes, and then you were promoted to the next one yeah
1: yeah, I got four stripes of blue, and then. Three stripes is purple, three threats is brown. That's why I tell all you guys, I'm like, you know, people, I don't get too worked up about stripes. Yeah. You know? Whenever whenever you're ready to get promoted, you'll get promoted. Yeah. And if you have one stripe, but you're a brown belt, as a purple belt, then I'm going to move you.
0: Now, was that um, was that also kind of, uh, have we always been like a competition school? Because like Pedigo, for example, like they're a very heavy competition right. school. I say we're probably a little bit less than them at St. Charles and MMA, but. Um, it,
1: I don't know, man. There, everybody's. We're a little harder than most places to get belts. That's the way it is, you know. But Brian, I would think Brian Gidry. God, he's mm-hmm. he's hard to get belts. I don't know if he has any brown belts. He started his gym before me. I don't. I can't think of any brown belts over at. Yeah. Gidry's. So you know he's really hard. Um, I think that I'm fair, but I'm hard, but I'm fair about. I'm getting ready to give our first black belt in. Like three days. I'm so excited. So for that. I can say it, but he doesn't know. So yeah, well, he won't. This would be out and afterwards then, anyway. I think that there's going to be a lot more coming faster. Yeah. For black, because we have so many brown belts that are ready to go kinda be moved the up, and there. there's we yeah, have purple belts that are moved to brown. Yeah. You know, but I think there's a bunch of bl- brown belts now that in the next year, so should get a black.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just wondering at Rodrigo's school. Is that kind of how he's always done it too, or he's
1: well, he's going away from that now, I think, a little bit because he is that way, but he has more of an executive jujitsu going on now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some a lot of older guys. A and, lot of business professionals. Yeah, so uh, he's been a little bit easier, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. Or not that, you know, he's not going to be easier on me given, you know. Yeah. I'm giving Allen his black belt after he's been a brown belt for, like, forever and been at four stripes forever. and Yeah. He's like, buddy, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm sure. I'm so sure that I'm. I'm telling you, I have to give it to him. I. am not even. I don't have a choice anymore. I have to do it. Yeah, man. He, buddy? Could you maybe ask him to do one more tournament? Oh uh, man, I don't think I can, man. I don't think I can. It's, he doesn't. He's not gonna do it. He's the yeah. vice president of Mercy. You know, yeah, that's not what I'm saying. Like that's there. such
0: a unique circumstance, right? Yeah. I mean, because he used to compete all the time. When he was, like, coming up, I remember him doing quite a few competitions. Yeah. And then um, – He did
1: great. He did – he beat a lot of good people.
0: I mean, I remember at least he beat – at least one black belt as a purple belt, I yeah. do believe. Mm-hmm. And then um, he he obviously – he teaches a lot. But like you said – He teaches every Monday night. He teaches day. every Monday. He's yeah. been doing jujitsu consistently for years. Yeah. And then – He's a black belt. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot of brown
1: belts that yeah. black belts. Yeah. Right but
0: is, is competing as – even feasible for him anymore
1: because you know i mean he oh it's feasible he could do it he's just not going to do it yeah i mean you know, except, it's just
0: everybody can do it just with time is i guess what i mean i mean he has two kids it's he's not president it's, it's, it's of less a the time
1: it's the mentality to do it okay. you know you could all you, we could all go compete do you have the mentality to go out there and compete all the time i mean how serious do you take it because you know i think some people that go out and compete in jujitsu jitsu tournaments take it too seriously like oh if i don't I have to be in the world's great the greatest shape ever, and no this is your lifestyle. you train on a regular regular basis, you'll be fine, maybe ramp it up a little bit, yeah, you know, but you know you're ready you're ready it's just do you have that mentality to say I want to go out there and, and do it being you know it's great if you win, but man, even if you win sometimes it's just so hard, and you're getting your face smashed in the mat, guys choking the hell out of you it's like you know, <laughs> you know it's uh, even if it's what it's like harder than practice because you yeah you, uh, you we all have that easy way out where we tap yeah but uh you're not tapping in a match no intensity's turned up you're not turning you're, you're not uh, you're miserable you you, you you guys you have to you're almost dead yeah i'm I don't not almost, tapping
0: i'd almost rather just be yeah miserable for the five minutes and to tap
1: yeah yeah. Right. I would rather just I can do this for 5 minutes. The guy can crush me crush me and I can Yeah. yeah I can you know I can take this. Yeah. But in practice, ah, um, I I I used to have that more. Like I used to be like nobody would, I wouldn't let anybody tap me. I didn't Yeah. I was bigger than every, like I was bigger than everybody else and I was probably a better wrestler than all these guys and uh, Yeah, you know, you're far more athletic than you <laughs> then you'll not, let, well, you'll I'm not you anymore. Believe. I'm 45 and 300 pounds. It's, it's hard to be athletic anymore, you know. Yeah. I think I can still be athletic if I lost some weight and, and trained. I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know. Just, just doing the movement. But you know, do I have the mentality to get in there and do it all the time? <laughs> That's the and question. When's the last time you competed? I know you. Like uh, 2009. Nine. I lost. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't ready. To, I, you know, it wasn't a good match for me. Yeah. But, 2008, you won. Was it Worlds or Pans? I think 2007. I won both.
0: Okay, at a,
1: a, and uh, Ma- no, a brown belt, yeah. masters, masters.
0: Yeah, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, were uh, worlds weren't in Vegas, were they? Were Master Worlds in
1: Vegas, or were they they're, were all held out in California? They were in California somewhere. Okay. I don't remember. I don't even have the medals or anything. <laughs> you don't, you don't keep them. I think they're somewhere, but I don't remember. I'm not sure of the year either, because I'm trying to negotiate with. IBJGF right now, like they're like, you were a member here? I'm like, yeah, I competed a- several years. And they're like, well, what year is it? I give them the years. They're like, no, you didn't compete that year. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go find a medal. Yeah. And let them find out what the year was, you know?
0: Yeah. There's a pitcher in the gym. Uh, I think it's the pan pitcher.
1: Yeah, I guess I could use that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that one was 2008, but I could be wrong. I'd have to look. I'd have to look. But uh, pans are on the East Coast, right?
1: Um, they were on the West Coast when I, when I did it. They were in California.
0: Everything was in California? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, the whole jiu-jitsu uh, scene has uh, evolved quite a bit yeah. in a, in a and fast when I amount was, of time.
1: When I was really competing, though, there was nowhere to go compete jiu-jitsu. You know, you couldn't – when we we would have to f- go somewhere. It, was, it wasn't It was like now where they had tournaments in St. Louis. Like yeah. We were, I remember we drove – I didn't go. Oklahoma, there was a tournament. Todd Fox and, and Hal went, and Brian Gedry went down there for a tournament and that was the only tournament i remember in st louis when i was competing when did naga come around after i was competing <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i went to i did go to i go to went to brazil for worlds as a brown, as a as a blue belt. oh that's cool and I, I was one match away from placing but i broke my finger see that i was out that's the from like the first week i was there Ugh. i broke my finger and it and it broke the tip of my finger in half so that whole bone was broken half oh shit and I remember I was training I was doing the training camp with it, it was with Salo and um Gracie My Tide time was good. They had that was your uh Howler was in the training camp. Like you're okay. good. First week, first day, there was two week training camp and then you were gonna go do worlds. Broke my finger and they're like, Oh you pussy, you broke your finger, oh baby. I was like, Man, this hurts. This is terrible. This <laughs> is terrible. At the time I thought I was a pussy too. I like this is my finger, but I got back and it was it was broken in half. They put a pin through it and it put a button on it. It was oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was like some serious shit. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a finger, so not too serious. You cut your finger off and be okay, but yeah. But at the time, I was like, man, this is this sucks. I don't have any grip on this hand at all. I yeah. Can't, I can't use it. You gotta have grips. And uh, with the Hulk or Gracie's like, you are a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you are just a huge <laughs> pussy, aren't you? You're in here kicking everybody's ass. You got a little finger hurt and uh now you can't even go well you i wasn't kicking everybody's ass i was beating the guys that i was going with which was not solo yeah <laughs> you're supposed to be able
0: to just tape that up Mike, right. and keep going yeah yeah
1: man those are some crazy times dude i mean yeah it was a different time you because nowadays you can you can even keep track you can talk to people if you go out of, i mean it's a smaller world yeah you know back then i was gone for two weeks didn't talk to anybody else there's no way no phone you couldn't call anybody it was just it and even while you're there like we had to take a i would take a bus to the practice which was like 10 20 stops <laughs> it took a <laughs> couple hours to get to the but i don't remember really yeah you know it took a while Everything so you ride the slower. bus with everybody else it's just all right what time's practice five okay so we were in an apartment me and it was me and uh i think i don't remember, me and uh Ed Shobe from Omaha it was a black belt. now. I know Ed. Yeah, it was me and Ed. And all right, it starts at five. We leave the house at two. We we'll get take, get on a it's a bus in Brazil. We don't know the language. You know, <laughs> I got I got gun pulled on me twice in Brazil. What? Both times the police. Why? Do You know? Because I was Just... probably lost. You know? <laughs> said, what are you doing? A... He's like shaking, got his revolver pointed at me. I'm like, ah, American man, <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> You know?
0: Oh, man. So what would you guys do all day, in, like, in between training? I don't remember, man.
1: Nothing. Nothing? I don't remember. <laughs> Nothing we can that talk was, that, about. That's, no, I mean, I don't remember. That's 20 years ago. Man. Or 19 years ago, 18 years ago. I don't remember. We we did we did fun stuff in Brazil after this tournament was over. We stayed for a couple of days. Okay. Or well, one time I went for fun. Todd and – me and
0: Todd and Steve Berger. You, so you've been to Brazil a couple of different Twice. times? Twice? Twice? man that's definitely on the bucket list like i have to go down there and check it out yeah
1: i think it'd be, i think you should do it for cool.
0: sure man um i don't know if if the best time to go would be like uh when they have like the big carnival when it's like a big madhouse we down were there. down there
1: they won world title or world cup oh that must the year they been. won the world cup is one of yours so if we look that up we'll know when i was down there okay the so 98 98 probably that must have been a wild time it was crazy man there was just the streets were full like after we watched the, we watched the soccer game at one of odrigo's friends house and then the streets went cra- there was people all over the streets you yeah. know we were there for like we we're out partying and then all of a sudden The police had enough and they pull out their guns and they start shooting them in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Time to go home. (laughs) Yeah, you guys all got to leave. Bam, 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 (laughs) bam. Everybody's like, just kind of look at them like, okay. Me, I was just like, let's go. I've been worried because those bullets have to come back down. Yeah, they got to come back down. That's right. (laughs) Bam, 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 bam. What the hell's going on here? Different world.
0: Different world. Yeah, the Internet's definitely changed things, right? Because
1: like you said, you went down there and you were just completely cut off for two weeks. Right. Yeah, you can't even – you can't live – you can't operate in our world anymore without the Internet. You can't operate – like I'd love to turn off – I'm a kind of a Facebook all-time guy and I want to not be. But if I'm off of Facebook, I'm not connected to uh, – You miss so much. Well, yeah, I'm not connected to anybody who tries to get a hold of me and touch with me. Yeah. You know, because everybody uses Messenger, too. Right. You know, especially people that don't know you. Yeah. That's a good way for them to get a hold of you because they go, oh, well, do you know Mike Rogers? Oh, no, but he's on Facebook. And then I get a message from somebody from, hey, can you use this guy? Or I don't know.
0: Yeah. I've um I've tried just like deleting the app or not being on there. And I, I'll,
1: I'll end up missing a whole
0: bunch at the gym.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't not be on it. Yeah. Even when I don't want to be on it, <laughs> which I, I like it. You know, I can't. I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I enjoy looking at Facebook. I like looking at... I like arguing. <laughs> and I like... Uh, and I like... Uh, yeah. And I like... Uh, I like uh, seeing what my friends are doing. Yeah. You know, and old friends that I don't see. I like all that.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, since you said that, um I want to ask you... So, I just listened to a Joe Rogan... Ah, fuck, man. I wish I could remember the guy's name. He's going to run for president in 2020. Uh, Danny Yang? Something Yang. He's, a, he's an Asian fella. And... uh he's He's running on the platform of universal basic income, where he gives everybody where everybody gets a thousand dollars a month,
1: yeah, I don't know if it'll work or not. I, I don't, don't know, know, know if it'll work, but what do you think about it? I don't know, I, I like really don't idea. know i does it take away the incentive to work like maybe it would work something like that might work if you make somebody work like you get you get universal basic, basic income, I don't know, then are we going to socialism because that would ruin everything.
0: Well, his idea know. was everybody gets $1,000 between, I think it was 18 and 64 years Whether old.
1: Whether you work or don't? Whether you work or not. Whether and, you make money or don't? Yeah. So if you make a million dollars a year, you still get that 1000 You can still get it if you want it. So it's like, Alaska has that, I think,
0: too. Yeah, and that's he talked about that a lot because Alaska's been doing it for like twenty or thirty. But they make years. them off the oil. Right. So the idea is that, um, like, that extra thousand dollars a month will it will it'll it will inevitably go back into the economy. Because you can't I, really live off of I, thousand dollars a month.
1: I can't say. Yeah, I can't say yes or no. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like. I know Eric Prem was telling me about that, so. Yeah. I, I I can't say I'm I'm so against the government. Being in things. And I'm so against the government. Yeah. That um, it's hard for me to, like, even even with, like, it sounds so great. I'd love to have universal health care. I would love to have it. Yeah. He I talked don't about think it would work. Too. I don't think it would ever work. There's no way. It just goes to shit. Yeah, Everything the, goes to shit When the government Takes care of things Everything goes to shit Yeah and That's a fact
0: Yeah And that's what we were Talking about at the gym The other day with uh, I mean I was on my Fucking soapbox anyway With student loans And, and whatnot Because right. the government Got involved you know, yeah. they, they started subsidizing all these loans. So then, in reality, return... you can't even pay for it out of pocket unless
1: you, even if you want to. Right. Like, and then they put people like you or whoever else has got government these loans. Yeah. They're at good rates, I think, but they're still, you can't default on them. So yeah. they will give them to anybody. Anybody. People anybody. Who don't know anything so about it. You know how they fix that? Let people default on them. True. You let people default on them, you won't give them a the loan. But I mean, they, they uh, banks are in it to make money. Yeah. So, if you're gonna default on that loan, they they're not gonna give it to you. Right. They don't care. Banks don't. Banks is the least like racial bubble anything. They they don't care. It's all about the they, numbers. If you are if you if they think you're gonna get their money back, they'll give you the loan. Yeah. At seven percent or whatever they're gonna give it to you at, they're gonna give you the loan. But so if the government says you can't default on this loan, now you have whole colleges with the part. I'm sorry, whole departments at colleges. Based on, make getting you a loan to pay them to put you in debt, and then they tell you that you're going to make money back doing, yeah, underwater basket weaving or whatever the hell you're going to do, right? Which you're not going to make that money back. Then you are going to be mad at everybody else, but yourself for taking that loan out. Yeah, exactly. No, it's everybody's fault but yours.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, man, these young kids come in and they don't have any knowledge or they don't right. even understand
1: what they're doing. Right. And so, if you get, let's say, you get rid of that department, right? You get rid of that department for. The, the, you know the whole department trying to get go- student loans, yeah. right? Because there is no such thing, or that, they, or they'll give you a student loan, but they it has to be within a somebody who's probably gonna pay it back, or maybe your parents co sign on it because they're not gonna default on a loan because they're gonna Yeah it, it's gonna bring the price of college down. It should because the the fact that all the loans are guaranteed. Right. That's the reason all the all and, the prices went up. And all the people because they paid. Christ, I'm gonna look this guy's name up. I'm still the, listening to you though. All the people they pay to get those lo- to get you to get those loans. Yeah man same it, with the care. Like half of the doctor's office are paying so much in just paying people to get paid from the insurance because it's a complicated operation. They have, you know, codes and like they have to put them in a certain way. Oh, you didn't put that in way. You're that in the right way. Well, it's still the same operation, but you're not well, we we know it's the same operation, but you need to put the wrong code in so you're not getting paid.
0: Yeah, man, and um w- so yeah, the whole healthcare system with insurance is is weird because it 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 drives up prices, right? Because the the hospitals or whoever know that they're going to submit that to the insurance right. and they're gonna pay a certain amount right and but if you pay for certain things out of pocket like I don't know, just routine
1: checkups if you the the how i would do it if i was god if i was uh all a powerful dictator socialist dictator i would uh what would i do i would i would get rid of i would get rid of regular health care and i would just have like just like well, uh, the healthcare if you if you have a major operation, you yeah. know, this is like catastrophe healthcare, and then everything else would be pay out of pocket, and you would pay everything would be cheaper.
0: It would definitely make things cheaper. His name's Andrew Yang. I want to plug this guy because I like this platform. I'm like I'm all for it. Give me a thousand bucks a month because if I could take that thousand dollars a month and just put it towards my student loans. That'd be so great, but he even talked about letting people default on student loans or figuring they something have to, out.
1: They have to. Well, I mean, it's hard to go back and tell people that you took a loan out and these and the banks decide that they give the loan. You know, that was a it was an agreeable operation. You know, they shook hands on it, so it's hard to tell somebody, oh, you can go back on this agreement. But in the future, yeah, why not? Why not make it so that they can be defaulted on? Now you're going to have a lot of people, less people taking out loans. Yeah. You will have the same amount of people trying to get loans, but you'll have a lot of people, less people getting loans. Right. Yeah. And then uh, people, the colleges will be forced to make you pay out, people who can pay out of pocket. Yeah. They have to make college more affordable.
0: Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Because the weird thing about colleges, right? So when you're 18 years old, you can get that loan, but you have to fill out um, a FAFSA form, which is like a federal financial application that you have to you have to submit it. But you're able to take this money out as like a kid, but they they won't with that form, they take your parents income into account. So you can't get federal funding because of your parents' money, so you're forced to then borrow. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah, so weird. I don't know
1: about I really I know I I. that's my idea on college as, as far as I go. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about there or, Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, I I, I uh if you just allow people to default on those loans, college will be cheaper. I would love it. I would love to default them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're out of luck.
0: Yeah, man. I'm out of luck. I'm out of luck. But yeah, I, I saw that. I just listened to that Joe Rogan the other day, and um I've been kind of thinking about that universal basic
1: income idea,
0: and I was just wondering what your thoughts were. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not against it or for it, because I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to... Th- Sounds great. Yeah, well, you know,
0: the least amount of government we can have, the better, though, right? Absolutely, man.
1: I I don't want them telling me what I can and can't do on anything. Yeah. I don't want anybody to. Yeah, ditto. If I don't have to.
0: Yeah, it really, it really like, burns my ass whenever people get in trouble for, like, collecting rainwater.
1: Right. Or trying to go off the grid or something. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Makes Uh, no sense. I don't, you know, you have to pay the electric bill. You can't just have, um, you know, solar panels on your roof and just yeah you have to pay the you have to be hooked up to electric and pay them
0: right, yeah, and when you do get solar panels they they then have to come out and approve those and yeah. and then you're you're still waiting it's just
1: i'm i'm not i mean i'm not i know some regulations good yeah, regulation's good for some things right you know, and the uh, the whole thing with the global like the climate change and stuff like that regulations you know I don't know. You, me, and you don't really know. We don't. We we can read what some scientists said. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. But I do know one thing: the how, the United States is cleaner than it used to be, and that's a good thing. You know, everything's cleaner. Like when I used to, when I was in grade school, driving to the city, you could see smog over the city. Yeah. Now you don't see that. That's a good thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with. It. But, but, there's a there's a limit to how much you know. You're going to ruin the economy if you if you just. You know, this new green deal. Are you kidding me? You know, you it won't work. I
0: don't know, you know? anything about it. I'd have to look it up. It's a nightmare. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I live under a rock, man. There's yeah. only a few things that I know about.
1: It's a, that's a a strange place to be under a rock when you're, <laughs> um, you know, doing podcasts. But I know. That's why I'm trying gotta, to learn you gotta more. you got to be informed. I
0: know. I'm trying. You know? I'm trying. Yeah. Um,
1: I, you know, it just, you know, that. I don't know why people aren't – I understand some people think that the world's going to end in 10 years or whatever. And so I'd be panicked too. But if it's going to end in 10 years, it's going to end in 10 years no matter what we do now. So you might as well just go ahead and get dirtier. But I don't believe it's going to get end in 10 years. I just think – I think that some regulations to keep things clean is, is, is good. Yeah. But you can go overboard, you know. And, and uh, you know, the EPA, they'll tell people they – they'll tell farmers they can't, you know – pasteurized drink unpasteurized milk and sell it or i don't I don't know they just have the craziest ideas sometimes yeah you know but but uh, at the same time you know if uh someone's putting some toxic stuff in the in the creeks you know then we gotta we gotta take care of that you know right. and, uh, you know so there's a there's a line there's there's got to be a fine there's got to be a fine line like the government intrusion we need it yeah but only to a certain degree yeah and if if we go to the, like the Democrats now are socialists, they're they can say that's a socialist party of the United States, which to me is the same as communism, no difference. If we go down that path, like we're all screwed. Yeah, everybody's I, future's done, and I guarantee you we'll have a dictator. There's never been a socialist government that didn't have a dictator, and who would ever, you know, it, let's say the first dictator is Bernie Sanders, you know, and he's a good man. Let's say he's a good man. I don't know if he is or not. Let's say he's a good man. Who's the next one going to be? He's not going to be a good man, because people that that go for power like that—they're not good people. Or I could say, good woman. He's not going to be a good, you know, binary, non-binary. <laughs> you know, they're not going to be good, and it's not going to be good for your kids. It's not going to be good for my kids. The least, you know, George Washington—he's like they could—they wanted to make him king. He's so smart. No, that's what we had in in England. Yeah. We need some. We need John Adams to be the next president. You know. You know, we yeah, need, that's that's what we need. And then we need him to be able to fight it out with Thomas Jefferson for the one after that. Yeah. You know, and and uh, if we have a socialist, there's no difference. Nobody. Uh, democratic socialism, socialism, communism, that you might as well just you could just they're all the, and fascism. All four of them, the same exact thing.
0: I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that I would like to see some sort of change. Like because I feel like we've just been doing the same thing like over and over. It's this whole two party system. Okay, and, and but you
1: want change, but like is there a better place to live than right here, right now? I think no. America's great. It's the best country. That you can't look, look where the, look where people walk go to. Are Mexican are Americans going to Mexico or are Mexicans going to America? Are are uh, kind of both. <laughs> Some people do go to Mexico. Buddy. Believe <laughs> Yeah, okay. Rich people. That's true. Rich people go there because they can go live there and uh, yeah. be uh, winter birds or Jesse whatever. Jesse Ventura something. moved down there. Right. You know, but you know, why, look where people go, and then you'll know what, who's got the best system. Yeah. Where do people go? Where do people from the Middle East go? Where do they, where do they go? They're going to Europe.
0: When you talk to right. people who've traveled a lot, yeah, I mean, um,
1: America is definitely a good place to be, right? It's not, it's, uh, no, it's the best place to be. I don't care what you can. You could. Nobody can argue with me that it's not. It's it's the best place to be. No, you're not going. You are not going other places to live unless you have money already, or or you don't go somewhere poor to go live somewhere else. Usually, yeah. You go some people that are poor come here. Yeah, we
0: definitely take things for granted, right? Because there are definitely certain parts of the world where you can't say what you want to say. I right.
1: You can't uh, look, uh we're, just, we're talking politics, I guess we talk politics, but uh, Trump, <laughs> Trump, uh people hate Trump. He's a homophobe, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's got a commission right now trying to make it easier for homosexuals in other countries. Like, there's a commission right now that he, that is trying to make it so, like, you don't get murdered in Iran if you're gay. You know, he has, a, he has gay people on the commission that run it, and I don't know the guy's name or anything, but, you know. All this, all this stuff. He's a homophobe. It's a, He's a racist. It's all. F- people trying. It's a left trying to keep power, I, and people want to be so. I don't. I don't. I really have no. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it, and it. But it, it, it's like. Uh,
0: I think the left and the right. When you get to the extremes, they're almost the exact same. But
1: how much right? How much? How many people are on the extreme and the right? They're, what? What they're do you? Plenty. What? What would you even consider on the extreme and the right? What would you? What? What? What would the views of an extreme right person be?
0: Um, I, so, I'm not going to, I don't want to like speak on that, what well, I don't know, but well, if the word the, if, that well, comes to a, mind if, would be like Antifa, right? Would that be the extreme no, the right? Left. Is that the left? I don't know. Yeah. Either way, there are extremes on both sides. Right. There, and there, so,
1: I would say an extreme on the right would be like KKK. Sure. Or, uh, I don't know those groups I don't know any Either way the extremes
0: on both sides are the exact same they are just the different but things But at this
1: point in time in this country at this point in time there's way more people on the extreme left Like there's there's Antifa is on the extreme left all right they want socialism or whatever they want there's way there's way more people they are actually you know not even St. Louis so much but I think like in Portland and I don't know I don't they're, know uh, they're both dangerous. You're right, but I just don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in the KKK. I know you saw you. I heard your podcast before. You've definitely you, you, there definitely there was there was a guy that had like a KKK thing on his
0: yeah. Like growing up in Potosi, there's right. a guy with the truck. And those
1: are yeah with the yeah. S10 right. With, yeah, you, you knew one guy. You saw one guy. You know I don't. I'm being white. I know one guy that I can think of that I know. I think was in a. Well, he had a he had a uh, swastika cut
0: tattoo. so i mean there are definitely like, plenty of people who but hold he those was beliefs whether or not they're in that club or not
1: for sure maybe i don't know for i don't sure. know but i'm not around them man i'm we'll look at st charles and may so we can get off of 100 percent. what's really great is st charles and may there's no place that's more di- diverse with more people from different yeah you know than st charles and may even like i have arguments about politics with guys but they come back the next day you know yeah. they're still they don't feel unwelcome yeah you know they're i'm I have a, a, you know, I am, I'm conservative libertarian type guy. Yeah. You know, well, just I'm the a, idea I'm, that you, just because you don't agree with somebody, doesn't mean we all can't be friends. Right, but but we have like, you know, we have every country, you know, yeah. white people, black people, people from Mexico, freaking Asians. I mean, there's there's probably everybody. forty country. I mean, there's no more diverse place in the whole country probably than. In our gym do yeah we have people from all over the world uh, all rich over people the world. poor people at yeah. Our gym. Every so,
0: a, yeah 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 man
1: and we all pretty much get along it's hard to, it's sometimes you know yeah but sometimes it's hard but most most of the time everybody gets pretty pretty much gets along and yeah
0: i think everybody so like when we're like at the human level like every everybody's good it's going back to the government the government themselves it's like they they go do these debates it's like the it's like blue versus red, and it's like really after that debate's over, they're all fucking in the backstage. Right. and it's, should, it's like wrestling. It's like it's, pro wrestling.
1: It, you know what bugs me about is that they can't be like, okay, well, let's not talk about this, this, and this. We're going to talk because we agree on it. But they can't agree on anything. Like can we at least agree like on a few things? Yeah. Because there's got to be something. Right. You know, there's some things that are Democrats like I'm for, and I can't, you know, I would, I would say, oh, that's a good thing, you know. Or, yeah. But they – it's all – it's team. Those are two teams, and we're now we're on two te- – everybody's on two, a team.
0: Right, and that's what gets me. It's like, yeah. it's like, why do we have to have these teams? Like, there yeah. has, That's why I say, like, is there not something that we can maybe do different to where there's some common fucking ground? I don't think and it, and it used not- to be
1: so much, but I think some of the thing has – some of it has gone is that we're all uh, – I don't know, man. It's uh, – I don't want to get down that – I don't want to talk about <laughs> Can't we all just get along, Mike? <laughs> it does. It hurts me even – like. <laughs> I get, I like, like, man, why can't they think like me? (laughs) 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 I wish they would just think like me, then we'd all get along, but they don't. And I can't make them, I can't make them not, you know? And it's like, boy, I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I'm always looking for somebody to tell me I'm wrong, and I'll listen to them.
0: It's nice to at least talk it out. But, uh, well,
1: Mike, we've been going for quite some time
0: now, my friend. Yeah, we didn't even hit all the subjects we want to talk about I don't know man there's so much we could keep talking about but uh, let's wrap this up um, I'm going to leave I always do this I always leave the floor to whoever I'm sitting with if there's anything that you would like to uh, plug tell people about the gym um, if you would like to give out your socials so people get a hold of you or anything like that
1: so if my family's listening which they probably are my wife I love you guys and my mom that's it <laughs> I love my family and uh, the rest of you people at St. Charles and May love you guys too and uh, you know if if I was supposed to talk about you and I didn't and I hurt your feelings I don't, I hope I didn't. hurt there's, your feelings.
0: There's too many people <laughs> over the years. There's too many people. And uh, so I'll do it for you then. Um, Saint Charles MMA. We are at uh, is it 100 share? I don't
1: know the. Address. We're in a mar- we're in the state parking lot of Stadium 18 Center in Saint yeah, Charles. Yeah, I'll
0: put it in the notes. But you guys can come check us out. You can come train with us. You'll we'll have a good if you, time. If If you want to come, you'll find it. Yeah, we'll be there. All right, everybody, until next time.